Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Morning, mate. All right, mate. How you doing? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. And welcome all to Alan Hudson's American Adventure. Now, today we're going to talk. It's actually Alan Hudson's American Adventure meets my life, my music, because that's the umbrella, and it all comes from your wonderful autobiography, The Working Man's Ballet. And we always talk about management, and we're going to be looking upon the difference that a year has made when England failed in the Euros in home tournament, let's be truthful, I think the men only played one game away from uh, Wembley Stadium, to 12 months on where Serena uh, turned out a wonderful champion of women's football, not just winning the Euros once, but winning it twice now because she uh, won it with the the Dutch team uh, the previous tournament. So we're going to be looking at the difference that a year makes. And you've wrote some wonderful posts quite recently about the women's game, pretty much about the Lionesses and the difference between Serena and Gareth. So let's start there because we have always maintained it is all about management. Well, absolutely, mate. Um, I could uh, I could define my own career personally by uh, what kind of um, how I played for different managers and whether I played well or not and whether it was down to them or not and it's and it was just an incredible thing in the in these euros for the women that uh, you know we kind of see a women's team that played like they'd come off the moon and you know just played football the way we all want to watch it play um and my mind just flashed straight back to sitting down and watching the men's final against Italy and a couple of the other games, by the way, uh, um, with Don Shanks. And, and we would just look at each other absolutely dumbfounded of what was going on in the men's game. It was, And I, 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 strangely enough, Paul, I, I watched Match of the Day last night and I had a little bit of it on this morning just for five minutes. And I was very... I'm a big fan of Ian Wright. I was as a player, and I was, I am as a fella. But I think he had the most uh, wonderful opportunity to to put this across when he was on uh, <clears throat> on the on the on the match the other night with um, a couple of girls, um, and he should have made the statement that had England played or had the same approach and the same attitude as the women. Uh, taking nothing away from the technical ability, uh, then we would have absolutely, after game one new up against Italy inside five minutes, we would have battered Italy. We And he cost us the Europe, Euros, and not only that, he cost Harry Kane the golden boot. And uh, for that alone, once again, the FA uh, 
should have sacked him really. Instead of that, they give him an extended contract, and and he's getting uh, all these great compliments about he got us to the final. Well, he never really got us to the final because we played we played some weak teams, and when we got to the final, we just fell flat on our face after getting the most incredible starts. Absolutely. We almost had a free hit and a free route, a free ride uh, to the final. We did Alan Hudson's Euro Diary uh, last year with the men's Euros, and we spoke on many occasions about what was going on in real time. We're now, with this podcast, looking back, and we're going to be looking forward, we're going to be going back to when you went to America, because the women's game really started in America. They have really taken the game by the scruff of the neck and brought that game forward. And you could argue that the American women's team have all well got more kudos than the men's team. Yes, they're totally different games. But I remember when we finished on the Alan Hudson's America Euro Diary, I put Gareth got it wrong. He never turned it on. Southgate got it wrong again. Now, with Serena, I put Serena is the one. England turned it on and football's come back home again. And fine margins is something else that we always talk about on the podcast. And you're absolutely spot on. Before you go any further, Paul, I think you've got to uh, uh, correct that statement because football didn't come home. The women come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the football, there's still a, a massive question mark against Southgate, a massive question mark against the England team. You know, I, I looked at the England girls when I see them play, and then I watch Declan Rice play for England, and I think, well, why can't, you know, why can't Declan Rice be go forward and, and create and all that? And we just, like, so... it. It just reminded me that we're so robotic, you know. Yeah. So football, football hasn't really come home in this country. The girls, the this has opened the floodgates for women to to come in even more on our TV sets and take over now because they 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 prove that they're a superior race in football. Absolutely. And when I say football's come back home, it come back home with the women. The way that Southgate or Safegate always lines England up, it will never come back home because his philosophy on the game, and I think you're absolutely spot on. I do want to touch upon you. You have, has any newspaper took you up on the article that you wrote? Because, you know, you've always said it as you see, and I know you well. If you would have been on there as Ian Wright, you would have said, yeah, brilliant, well done, girls. But had Southgate done and approached games in a similar manner, England would have beaten Italy. They were there for the taking. And you're right, whenever anybody in a prominent position has a chance to question Gareth Southgate, it's almost as though there's a loving, there's a narrative, you must not go against it, is the most successful manager since Ramsey. Absolute rubbish. I think Southgate's one of the worst managers since Ramsey, in my opinion. Well, I agree, and I, I you know, you, you touched on the, that piece I wrote the other day, and uh, uh, it reminded me of uh, about 12 years ago in, for, for one World Cup, I, I, I got in touch with a fellow called Rob Beasley, who was then writing for The Sun, and I know Rob very well from his days in Stoke. Uh, he worked for Signal Radio in Stoke, and I, I knew him from them days. And I've always gotten well with Rob, and I phoned him up and said, "Well, let's do a piece on the upcoming World Cup and why England can't win it." And uh, his response was absolutely amazing. I, he said, "Well, we can't put that in a paper because 
it's detrimental to our game. Mm. I said, no, Rob, it's the truth. What Do you want to know, do the people out there that buy newspapers and watch TV want, want to be misled again by you people writing in... You know, it's being misled is the most terrible thing. It's incredible. You know, um, people pay good money to travel to watch England play all over the world, every World Cup, and they get encouraged by newspapers. And when they get there, they get so disappointed, so disenchanted. I remember in South Africa, they interviewed two fellas uh, after the group stages and they were stranded somewhere out in Aust uh, South Africa and couldn't afford to go to the second phase. Yeah. And, and the interviewer said, why can't you go to the second phase? Because we were, we, we've been reading up and we told we were, we were going to win the group and go, stay where we are. Yeah. And they and because of reading people like Rob Beasy and like Jim White the other day, I, I, I sent it to Jim. Jim loved it. He said, I'm sure my editor will. And my the editor turned it to one side, put it in the bin because they're frightened, they're frightened of the truth. They don't want, they, you know, and I, I just don't get it. Why do they go into, uh, you know, they love sensationalism as well. They're, they're all right when they're putting you on the front of the news of the world like I was for, for you know, being set up and things like that. And yet they won't, but they won't, it's almost as if they're, they're frightened of the truth. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. It's There's so much control in this country we were talking about it on the weekly podcast with Terry Curran, and I mentioned that piece uh, that, that you did. But had there not been the control, and if there wasn't the control, the editor would go, oh, that's an absolutely brilliant piece, because it is a brilliant piece. It's the truth. And we wonder why we keep failing. We keep failing because we keep repeating the same nonsense. We don't listen to the people that have got the experience and the knowledge and the know-how to take the game forward, and we just run round in circles, going nowhere. You did reference Declan Rice, and you're absolutely spot on. And I remember, you know, and it's not just when England say, oh, when we play the big games, we have these double pivot. I absolutely hate that phrase. And we play with a defensive midfield mindset. And Declan Rice just shores up, protects the back four. And I'm like, protecting the back four from what? They've got no forwards. They're not very good. Now, there's a girl that played, for me, she was the player of the tournament, plays in a similar position to Declan, but she's by far and away, in my opinion, a greater player than Declan Rice. Kira Walsh, I think she, whenever she gets the ball out, okay, physically it's a different game. Up against the one-on-one, -on -one, she will get nowhere near Declan because of his physical presence, etc. But when you're looking at that eye for the pass, the way that her brain looks at the game, she takes the ball on the half turn, she's looking, she's always looking to prod positive balls through. And she was a girl that played the ball through to Ella Toon that scored the goal against Germany in, in the final. But she was doing that throughout the tournament. And yeah. her philosophy is totally different. She was the player that held the midfield together. She wasn't a defensive midfield player. She was a proper midfield player. It was almost like watching football back in the 70s when we had Mavericks playing proper footballers. Well, it's strange. Uh, I'll talk about watching Match of the Day last night and I watched the, uh, the highlights of the Leeds game and uh, they got a fella that plays on the left wing called... Uh, when he's good, he's good. And his name's Harrison. Yeah, good player. And... Uh, 
when he's good, I mean, in a good team, if, if someone like Manchester United had him, he would be a good player because he plays as a left winger, not like Rashford. You never know what he's going to do. But mm. the girl's left winger was almost as if it was his twin sister. Yeah, Lauren Imp. She was absolutely incredible. She didn't really have, she wasn't seen much in the final. In fact, I wondered if she played half the time. Yeah. But she was absolutely, she was wonderful throughout. And she was getting the ball. She was coming back and getting it. She was taking the full back on, whipping crosses in. And I see Harrison hit a couple of crosses in last night. And that was exactly what she was doing in it. So they do watch the men's game and they they improve the game. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be the argument of men playing women. Of course, the men will beat the women because of the physicality of the game. But... Uh, they're certainly not better players. I know that. I know for sure that they're not better players. And and I'm I'm not kidding you, Paul. I was more entertained in the three matches yeah. for the women. I could I couldn't take my eyes off it. And where I I I wanted to switch the year, men's Euro off because they were poor. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the final against Italy. Watch it, the brother-in-law's house, and they were all jumping over my back when uh, when England scored. Why aren't you celebrating? I don't want to celebrate it. I don't. Well, I don't I, want us. That, that was a time when Southgate should have opened the floodgates. Yeah. And said, "Now nah, these two centre halves, they're older than me." Yeah. You know, they were two old, two old boys playing centre half. That was going to be their last game for the country, which is proof. And you know, they they were legless, they were lifeless, and they they were there. They were rattled. They mm. were there to be beat. And if it, if Southgate couldn't see that, I don't know what he's doing. But then again, he's he's a perfect FA man in the perfect job. And it takes us back to Brian Clough. It takes us back to my man Waddington and why they never got look, look, a look in at the job. Because they weren't FA men. Absolutely. And Serena is not an FA woman. I, I heard something and, and I, I was working away listening to the radio and, and I just heard some kind of throwaway comment that she wouldn't work in the men's game because she's not politically correct enough. And, and I'm like, you know what? This kid, whenever I've heard her talk and I've not heard her talk that often, I don't think she needs to. She reminds me of them great managers, certainly like, you know, your relationship with Waddington. She go out and play. I know you can play. Go out and express yourself. And she, they, they were asking her questions, and she said, well, what we do, we just get hold of the ball, play forward and try and score a goal. And I'm thinking, how refreshing is that? Why can't the men look at it in the same way? Because when I listen to a man in a in a, a capacity where they're doing a before the game or after the game manager's uh, interview, it's the same, the same script coming out time and time again. And the football's the same script. In fact, I was watching Everton-Chelsea last night. They'd all gone out. I was with one of my granddaughters. I was falling to sleep. She said, Granddad, can we do some colouring in now? And I thought, you know, it's more entertaining than watching this yeah, game. As long as, long as it ain't blue. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and they did. I mean, Russo's back heel goal, absolute fabulous. They, they improvise, don't they? You know, they do things off the cuff. They're exciting. Whenever they're on the ball, you think... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about... Work. 
You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Something might happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you've, uh, you know, you cannot speak highly enough of the manager. She, she was almost uh, embarrassed to be interviewed. You yeah. know, it, as much as say it's not about me, it's about the players. But what what a superb coach she's turned out to be. I mean, my God, as you said, she won it with the Dutch. Uh, she's got a superb way about it. And 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 the old saying, simplicity is genius. She just tells the girls to go out and and and, and play as they do. Play up. I mean, in, you know, I, you know, I've had troubles with England managers. I had troubles with Ramsey, Revy, Ravi, Ramsey banned me for three years. But you've got to give it. Uh, the the one thing that I, when I first turned up for an under twenty three game with England, all all Alf Ramsey said really was go and play the way you do for your clubs. Yeah. Now there's no better way to put it. Uh, it's just a shame that. As a, uh, you know, as I don't think I think he was lucky in 1966. He, you know, uh, every decision went our way, and um, I think he messed up in in 1970. But they they can never take away a trophy that you win. You know, Ferguson's won a few. He shouldn't have won. I think he'll admit that. Uh, and he was probably the best manager of all time, uh, or maybe you know since the Premier League and just a little before. But um, you just can't take away what this woman's done for England, English football. And uh, yeah, as I say, it's it's a it's a jolt in the eye. They're all talking about, you know, it's fantastic for young girls coming up, which it is. I got a twelve-year-old granddaughter, Stevie Marie, and she. I mean, she's well. You can imagine she can play. Yeah. You know, because she she gets in her genes, but. Um, it's wonderful for young girls coming up. I mean, it's it's opened a, a whole new career for uh, for young girls in this country. But when they leave school, you know, it's uh, they are now going to be recognised. And got you going back to what we we spoke about with the American football. Um, my Anthony is a USA one of the USA coaches. Uh, he told me for ages that the the you know the game has come to a bit of a standstill over there because. The, the USA women were suing the, U- the USA um, Football Association yeah. because they wanted equal rights and mm. they won their case. Yeah, and they had every right to win their case because they were winning things where the men weren't. Yeah, and they were entertaining and getting more people in the stadium what the, than the men. So th- this is proved right. You know, they got they got the biggest gate of all time in Euros. The, the women. So they should be entitled to at least what the men get. Absolutely. You know, football is all about 
value for money and entertainment. So if fans are paying through season tickets, through admission fees, through sponsorship, etc., 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 the girls should be paid what they're worth. And absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I was over with my son the other day. My ex-wife, he lives with my ex-wife, and uh, we were sitting there talking about it. And, and she came up into Alan's place and started. We were talking about the women's football. And she said, "Oh, she said, excuse me." She said, "I just can't believe that you were sitting there watching the women's football last night." I said, "You don't understand, girl. You know, you don't understand. They're better than the men. Yeah, it's as simple as that." And the women that that runs it, you know, we've had so many bad England managers. We have, we've not really had one a good manager since Terry Venables. No. You know, with the exception of maybe I don't know if Bobby Robson was before or after Bobby yeah, Robson. Before. What was a good manager, but uh, I think Venables was arguably the best. Uh, it just would have been interesting to see what would have happened had he stayed on as the England manager instead of being in a court case of Alan Sugar. If it had, if it had carried on ninety six into ninety eight, uh, you know we might we might we would have had a far better chance of winning something under Venables. Absolutely, I've said this: if we had a decent manager in seventy in the seventies, a decent manager in the nineties, England would have won something Euros or World Cup because we've got the players. But other yeah. managers before and after, they've never really known their team, and that's what I've loved about Serena. She's known her side. She doesn't have to. We don't have to wait for an hour before the kickoff for her to announce her side. We know what team she's going to pick. She knows what team she's going to pick, and. She doesn't look at plan B. She don't go, it's not working, plan B. No, no. Terry Curran always says this. Gabby, there's no plan B. You improve plan A. And that's what she does because she brings on Kelly, Toon and Russo. And she says, they're my three. I'm going to win the game. You try and stop us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more, mate. Unbelievable. Going back to when you started. Uh, your American adventure. Oh, you you went to the Great Northwest at Seattle after the uh, the 1978 FA Cup final when you was on the run uh, from Arsenal and Terry Neal. What was it like back then in the NASL days with women's football? Did you see a growth? Because Anthony would have been very very young when you went there. He wasn't born. Alan was very young and went to school and were playing American games. What was it like with the girls? Did you see out there in Seattle girls getting footballs and playing it? Because I'm guessing that the growth of football in America would have been easier for the girls rather than the boys because you've got the American football, you've got rounders and you've got basketball. Well, girls, you know, (laughs) Football wasn't a massive sport then. I mean, it's still probably fourth now. But with the girls, it has always been, as I see it, their number one sport, football in America. Well, with all that, you know, they, they've never... The reason that I think we touched on it before is that they never wanted the... The, the problem of the American soccer when I went there was uh, as the, the, owners of, <clears throat> the owners of all the big... Uh, Football clubs, basketball clubs, and baseball clubs didn't want soccer because yeah. they knew it was a game for the future, and they knew it would cut down their airtime. They didn't want it on TV. And then all of a sudden, when American players started coming here, like Clint Dempsey went come over, played for Fulham, 
Tottenham, they had a couple of good players come over here. Chelsea now got Pulisic. Um, you know, it's opened the gates and now the TV stations gone. gone, oh, we, we better take Now it's on Sky TV. You can watch it on most channels. Uh, and it's opened the door. And plus the fact, you know, as you just said, uh, you don't have to be six foot ten. You don't have to be seven foot two. You don't have to wear padding. You don't have to do this. And it's all expense. It's very expensive sport to play American football. If, if you know, where a football fo- soccer's a, a simple game for anyone. Just throw a ball to your kid and let them get on with it. So you know, and it's worked out well. And I'm just absolutely. Um, it just. It totally, totally amazes me how good the girls are, and I've said it for years and years and years that technically they're they're fantastic. They're scary sometimes, you know. They're I I, I remember I really I got in trouble um, one day. I, I was I went I'd done a radio program in Stoke, and the women were playing, and I said I I I put a question mark against women's football, and they were inundated with calls. They, you know, they were, they went, the public went mad uh, and, and the the editors kind of told the interviewer for halfway through the show, tell Alan to be careful, you know, and, uh, and and he asked me, he said, what do you mean, what do you mean by this? I said, well, I, you know, I said, I'm only trying to be careful, I'm, I'm, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, cases of women getting breast cancer and things like that, you can't be chesting the ball down and that. Uh, so you know, there's that side of it which I was, you know, they, but they they do it and the head in the ball and things like that, you know, they had it like men, mm. you know, and it's it's just it's it's amazing. But then when you got then you then you switch it over and you see two girls boxing and kickboxing, you think, oh well, <laughs> now I know now I know what's what's going on, you know. Absolutely. But, but again, when when you just look at the technical ability of those, those girls, I mean, Beth Mead from the right-hand side playing up front, scores six goals and gets the golden boot. I mean, Ellen White. What has annoyed me, if I'm honest, is when they, they try and compare the girls to the men. For instance, if Ellen White would have scored a few more goals, you know, I'd, I'd heard and I'd seen so many things on Facebook and, and in, in certain uh, newspapers, she'll be England's all-time record goal scorer. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. She's the all-time record England women's goal scorer. And let's keep the two games separate, guys, because you're not doing the women's game any favours by comparing them to the men. It's totally different. The goalkeepers, for instance, I think that there's always been the argument that the women should have smaller goals because the women are smaller and the goals are bigger. So it, you could argue that it's easier to score a goal in a women's game than it is in a men's game. You know, yeah. I used to do a lot of stuff for Birmingham City ladies and and the game has moved on so much. The athleticism of the players who well, is, is very noticeable. And, and so many young girls now are being attached to football clubs. I get that they don't do it in school like people but my daughter plays football for a school team but it's your Sunday league teams where you get that chance and that that grass to perfect your art as a football player rather than on school pitches because I think school's football's gone backwards since my day 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, going back a step, you know, you you say I, I agree entirely. You know, I always mention the Billie Jean Billie Jean King uh, scenario when she changed women's tennis and uh, fantastic woman, fantastic tennis player herself, uh, incredible woman. And it was one thing she didn't never do was poke her nose into the men's tennis. Absolutely, she kept them totally, totally. Uh, it was all about the women's tennis and she didn't say the men don't deserve this and deserve that. She was strictly all about women's tennis and that's the way it should be. I don't think we should have women uh, commentate on the men's game because it's not a women's sport, it's a men's sport. Uh, and you're right. And uh, the only thing I can say about which would be very interesting, if, you know, if... Uh, Talking about the men and the women, I I wonder what Harry Kane was thinking watching that and thinking he must have thought to himself, I'd love to have been playing in this yeah. team, you know, because they come forward and they that it's just I would have been leading goal scorer in the Euros if we'd have played like this, you know, balls flying in the box, you know, there's so much, so much they're, they're all action team and they get the ball, you know, they. they it, you know, they make teams like Wimbledon look stupid when they they hit them long balls up there. Everything they do, you know, it's again, it's all down to the management. You know, they they don't just whack balls up there. They play into people. They lay it up there. They were they were a thrift. Absolutely, they were inspiring for for anyone. And uh, I, I I can't remember. You know, I'm a gambling man. I. I I had a little touch yesterday. I'm back Stoke. Thank you very much, Stoke City, uh, for getting my weekend, my week's money. Uh, um, but I, I, I can't tell you that I've looked forward to a football match as much as I look forward to the girls playing. After I see the first game against Spain, all right, they played a couple of games before that, but the the the, the real test was against the Spanish. Yeah, I thought the Spanish was superb. Uh, and you know that was our that was once we got over that that was a real acid test and uh, I, I think our name was written on it after that. But again, the route to the final, they played Spain, they played. I know, I know they demolished Norway, but Norway have got a really good reputation and they've got some good players. They just didn't play like good players or a good team on that day. But England, I thought, were absolutely fabulous. Sweden were number two in the world, absolutely destroyed them in the semi-final. And then you well, take on yeah. the Germans, who I think out of all the Euros that they've ever played the women, Germany have absolutely dominated European football. You know, for, for guys that actually have not followed or looked or, you know, read up about women's football... This was just an unbelievable tournament for England, and Paul, sorry, you know, for, for those for those who, who turned their nose at it and didn't watch it, don't know what they miss. They miss an education. Mm-hmm. They really don't. They really don't. Even as I said, I was over my sons and my my ex said I, I couldn't watch that. Uh, uh, well, nothing surprised me what she says, but. Um, Whoever didn't watch the women's, they've missed a feast. They've missed a feast of football, and it was, and it was just such a joy to watch them enjoy. It. And when they celebrate, when they celebrated after it, that you know, that was like reminded me of our Chelsea days when they yeah. were all out on the booze and all that. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com 
forward slash SRB Media or just follow the links in the description. Thank you.